0: About five weeks ago, I started a series called The Blessed Life, A Road Less Traveled. And one of the first passages we looked at was in Psalm 1. And what I did here is I put it on a slide, on one slide. I know that might be a little bit difficult to, to kind of read. But one of the things that it said is, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. I want to stop there for a second. It's bringing out a distinction, if you remember, when we looked at that passage, if you were here. And when we looked at that passage, it brings out distinction that there's this, there's this way in which to live. And it, said, it says really right here, blessed, if I can do this, I'm trying to do this. Blessed is the man. It was a little, little, you'll just have to put up with my inabilities there for a minute. But blessed is the man, and that word man can mean humanity. It can literally mean individually, person. So blessed is the person who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. So there's this idea where there's this different way in which to conduct our lives. In fact, it's kind of the same way that you look over when Jesus t- talked about there being a wide road to destruction and narrow is the path to righteousness. There's a, there's a distinction there in the types of roads that we, we follow. And, these, and it isn't saying that we can only follow one or the other. We choose that path that, we, that we're gonna follow. In fact, what it says is blessed is the man the man who does not walk in the way of scoffers, but then it also says, but delights himself in the law of the Lord. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm learning this. It's this idea that, that the person who is blessed according to God, and when we talk about blessing, sometimes we, we, we let's, let's address this for a second. We're going to look at it a couple of times a day probably, but the idea of blessed isn't, you know, we kind of do this hashtag blessed, like I got a new boat or this happened or, you know, we're sitting on an ocean and it's always things that are good and positive because we want the good and the positive. We want the safe. We want the, we want the fun. We want everything to kind of go our way. And so we kind of tag those things. But when God talks about this word blessed, this word blessed can mean happy. It can mean fortunate. It can also mean really, I think the really overarching idea is approved because we can bless God. Well, how do we bless God? I mean, what do I have to offer to bless God other than to say that I approve, that I I agree that God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I bless God because from, from everlasting to everlasting, he's the one and only true God, full of majesty and glory. And I can bless God because I understand who he is and I acknowledge and I approve of that. And I speak well of him. And so the life that, that is blessed, when we look at how God blesses, is this life that he blesses, that he approves, is this life that it delights in the word of his Lord, in the law of the Lord. In fact, this word law is kind of unique because in some ways, because it literally means the idea of God's instruction. That as I, as I conduct my life, as I begin to meditate on the, on the, on the, on the law of the Lord, on the word of God, and I meditate day and night, I delight in that because it's God's instruction for me. When we look at this this book, when we read this, this is God's instruction for us. It's how how he has laid out how we ought to live our lives. It's how he has directed us. It's how he's guided us. And so there's this idea when when he begins to talk like this, he's, he's saying, blessed is this person who delights in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in the seasons and his leaves do not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. And a lot of people, you know, they, we immediately run to prospers in the sense of, of, of financial gain. But really when it, when it yields its fruit, it does it in season, I don't know if you've ever grown things, but, you know, sometimes plants have their seasons. And sometimes plants look like they go dormant in the winter. There's these things that are going on, but, but that tree is the idea of vitality, and we're going to see that in a little bit. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff the, that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the, in the congregation of the righteous. He's saying, he's saying, you know, you, when, you, when those farmers would kind of... Get rid of the chaff. They would throw it up in the air, and the wind would blow the chaff away, and out and down would come their 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 produce. And it's the same idea that that the person who chooses not to delight himself in the in the in the instruction of the Lord, or the person who decides not to meditate on God's law, they're like that. They're not gonna they're not gonna be able to stand in the council. In fact, he goes on. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, and I love this because it does. Because when he says, "But the way of the wicked is peri- will perish." He's telling you what how the wicked's gonna end up. But here, it's like the Lord knows the way, and the righteous trust him. The, right, the righteous trust the Lord for their way. And so we looked at all that. We spent a whole service, and I'm not gonna really spend any more on that, but I just I just kind of wanted to give a little bit of a, a little bit of a review because today we're gonna be looking at that again. And one of the things that I want us to understand. It's when we talk about a blessed life, it's not tied to what we possess. It's not tied to what we have. It's not, always, it's not tied to just how much fun we're having. Because for the righteous person who is delighting himself in the, in the word of the Lord, whether things are going well or not, is he not still blessed? You know, God has a way sometimes of when I go through a series, and Greg said this before it as well, where for him, you go through a series, God just has a way of kind of teaching us some of the lessons that we're talking about up here. Because, you know, we, we study God's word and we're trying to understand it and we're trying to share with you the things that God has laid on our hearts. And oftentimes, God does things with us in our hearts. Well, when I was at the, kind of the worst of the time where I was sick, it was a Friday night, and I went into the bedroom and I put the little the little uh, pulse ox on my finger. Right, I went in the bedroom because I didn't want my wife to see it. Because the last place I ever want to go is to a doctor or a hospital or any of that kind of stuff. It just drives me nuts. I'd almost rather you know be on my deathbed before I have to go. So I always fight that. So I went in the bedroom because I didn't want my wife to see it. And I went in there and it said my oxygen was 87. And I've been told, Greg, 90 or under, you go to ER. And I'm like, I'm in this turmoil. So I come out and I tell my wife, I think I need to go to the ER. And she pops up because she doesn't want me changing my mind, you know. She's getting me out the door. She knew I was pretty sick too. And so that night, I mean, I go in there and next thing I know, there was different issues going on. There were some things I didn't know. And man, I mean, I was in this room. There were six, seven people because my heart started fibrillating. And I, you know, I'm like, what in the world is going on? I didn't, I, it's not that bad. That's how I always think, you know. That night, about 2 or 3 in the morning, they got me into a room. And the next morning, it was Saturday. And um, I, was doing, I was doing better, but I still just felt bad. It was about 11 or 12 o'clock. You know, they come all morning long. They start at 4 a.m. and go until about 9 or 10. You have no rest. There's no, I don't even know how you rest between that time. But after that, they don't visit you very much during the day. And I was there. It was about 11, 12 o'clock. Nobody's there. I look out my window. All I can see is an air conditioning unit. I'm in a room, like, by myself, because Lydia couldn't be there. Nobody else could be there. I'm by myself. And like, that's like the worst thing for me. I, I mean, you feel like you're in a prison and I just want to run out, you know, kind of thing. But I'm sitting there and I'm not feeling good. And I, and I was thinking about th- some of these passages that we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks. And all of a sudden I asked myself this question. I said, am I any less blessed right now sitting here feeling sick in the hospital Am I any less blessed? It was a very powerful moment for me. Because if I believe that blessing, a blessed life is all about everything going well. And if I believe that the blessed life is about what I possessed. If I believe that the blessed life is about the job that I have. If I believe that blessed life is about what I'm doing and how much fun I'm having in life, I would have to say no. And I would have to say somehow God failed, right? But you see, I delight myself in the word of the Lord. God's, God's word was, was so precious to me in the hospital. The truths of his word were true and they were consistent and they are what bless us. You see, it's it's, it's God's instruction that gives us blessing. It's God's instruction. It's his wisdom that he gives to us that leads us into the path of righteousness, that leads us into that blessed life. And And in my studies, as I began to look at these things, I became very overwhelmed with how much God in the scriptures tell us how we should value wisdom. Think about it. His instruction. That, that it, is, it is incredible the amount of, of things that God says about, his, about us getting his wisdom, about pursuing him, about pursuing his word. And so one of the things I pray today is that I challenge you with understanding the worth of wisdom. That, that you would... Grasp this idea of how important the the instruction of the Lord is for your life. And we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to be looking at verse 13. You can turn there if you will. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 13. I want you to understand right now, right now I want you to understand something. I want you to understand that wisdom, as I understand it from scriptures, and we're probably going to look at this in a couple of weeks, But wisdom is pursuing you. Did you know that? It's calling out to you. It's going up and down these aisles right now and it's calling you. God's instruction is calling you and moving towards you. And God is going to tell you, He's going to show you in His scriptures today that the blessed life is directly tied to wisdom, to His instruction, and that we're to pursue that instruction. We're to get it in our lives because God knows that actually leads to the blessed life that we so much desire and we so much want. If you will, in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 13, it says, blessed, now same word. It's the exact same word. It's that idea of happy, or are fulfilled. And when I say happy, I want to stress, if you only see it purely as a feeling of happy, you're misunderstanding the word. Because I trust and because I delight myself in the word of the Lord, because I delight myself in the instruction of God, therefore it leads to happiness. When you are rejecting God's instruction and you're moving a different way, you can't see that. You don't understand. When I could tell people about some of the things God did for me over the last few weeks and how he just really ingrained some basic truths I knew, but he ingrained them even more. And it brought peace. It brought comfort. It brought confidence in my life. Why? Because of who he is and his instructions for me. And as we trust in that, as we depend on that, it brings about happiness and it brings about satisfaction it brings about pleasantness and, and peace and those things that we desire. And so I want you to understand that as we move through this, that as God is instructing us about wisdom, about how the blessed life is directly tied to wisdom, I want you to understand something else too. Wisdom loves wisdom. Think about that. You see, a wise person always always, always wants to learn more. A wise person always wants to know more about what God says. A wise person wants to know more about wisdom and understanding and insight because wisdom loves wisdom. And some of you are fired up because you, you know right now that we're gonna be looking at, some, at wisdom and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna learn some things here. And when we choose not to, to choose God's instruction, we ignore it and we push it to the side and we choose our path because wisdom loves wisdom. The Holy Spirit is telling us, I think through this passage as we see it, that the wisdom-filled life is really the blessed life. And look at it, it says, blessed is the one who finds wisdom, the one who gets understanding. First thing he tells, comes right out here, is that, is that The one who finds wisdom, that person is blessed. Turn over a page into chapter four of Proverbs and verse five. I love this. Verse five of chapter four of Proverbs. It says, what does it say? Get wisdom. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Get wisdom. Get insight. And this is a father. This is Solomon teaching his son. It says, do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. He personifies wisdom as a woman. So sometimes you see this her and she referring to wisdom. It says a father teaching his son and understanding the value of what wisdom is. He says, do not forsake, do not turn away from the the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning, listen to this, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. And whatever you get, Get insight. And so right off the bat, it's the Holy Spirit telling us that as a part of our lives, we need to begin to pursue wisdom. We're to go get it. We're to get to understanding. We're to gather the instruction. How do we do that? Well, we're doing it this morning. We're looking at God's word. As we study each day, as we, as we depend on God, as we walk in our steps after him, we begin to understand how wisdom works in our lives. When we begin to seek wisdom, we begin to understand its immense value. The, the value of wisdom wisdom is immeasurable and we 're going to see this in this text' it's when you as you grow in wisdom, you begin to understand the value of wisdom. In fact, I really believe whatever you 're going to do in this world, you should go for the jackpot and get wisdom. get wisdom more than your, more than your careers, more than the money you make more than the recreation you do more than anything else you do. Because if you get wisdom in all of those situations, you will bring value. You bring value to your life. And we're gonna see in a minute that only God gives wisdom. You only get it from God. And as you get God in your life, as you understand him more, And more, it adds value. In fact, he goes on in verse eight, he's talking of chapter four. He says, praise her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place you on your head, a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Solomon's telling his son about the value of wisdom and the immense value that wisdom brings into one's life. Why is wisdom so valuable? If you go back to chapter three, In verse 14, it says, for the gain from her, or from wisdom, is better than the gain from silver and the profit better than gold. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just read? Did you take it at face value? Because if what I just said is true, and it is, That is a big deal. That God is telling us, when you talk about wisdom, you talk about his instruction, it is more valuable than gold and silver. And you don't go out and you mine wisdom like you do gold and silver and jewels. It only comes from God. It comes from him. When you gain wisdom, It changes who you are. It changes what you do. It changes what you desire and what you pursue in life. It changes your value system and it turns it upside down compared to the world. It changes your life. The text doesn't say, blessed is he who finds gold and silver. It doesn't say that, does it? And yet we live in a world that pursues gold and silver. We live in a world that highly values those things. But we as God's people need to understand the immense value of wisdom and we need to get wisdom. Sign me up for wisdom. We need to get it. God clearly says that wisdom is of greater value. I mean, think for a moment. Think just for a moment with me this morning. Is your bank account of wisdom of greater value than your bank account of money? Do you pursue wisdom the way you pursue money? And God's telling us that of greater value than gold and silver is wisdom. We spend a lot of time and effort in those things, looking for for finances and looking for wealth, But yet, how much time do we spend in in getting wisdom? You see, this passage for me drew me to a crossroads of really evaluating and thinking about my own life and my own pursuits and my own thoughts in this matter. Do I really believe what God is saying right here, right now, that wisdom is of greater value than gold and silver? Do I believe that? Do you believe that? Because if you do, it starts changing the way that you perceive things in this world. It changes you. Many of us, we continue down the path of what we think is right, and we add God to our lives, don't we? Instead of making God who He is, God in our lives. We decide what we like that God says and what He instructs, and we decide and we pick and choose what we're going to follow. Instead of saying, he is God, he is sovereign, I am not. He is the one I serve. And in these passages, when I face them, it, 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 just, it just hit me like a, a ton of bricks. How often do I pursue and think about what's in my account, bank account rather than what God has given or what I've pursued in wisdom in my life? In fact, it goes on and he says... He says, <clears throat> when we talk about why wisdom is worth so much, it's not just that it yields a profit, but it is, it's precious. Look what, it, well, look what it says in verse 15. She is more precious. Well, wisdom is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare to her. Consider the worth and, wi- and pursuit of wisdom with me for a minute. I, I kind of did a little, it may, may click or not, but it, I kind of did a little deal. I took a little time to kind of figure this out. Like, Like if I go down and I get like 20 pounds of topsoil, it's about 10 bucks depending on sales or different things, but somewhere in there, I'm gonna spend 20 bucks. But if I got 20 pounds of gold, you're looking at about $539,000. Huge difference, why? Because I can dig anywhere and get dirt, right? It's a little bit harder to get gold. It's a little bit more difficult. And you can't mind Wisdom like you do gold or dirt. It only comes from God. Wisdom only comes from him. Remember when God came to Solomon and Solomon's about to rule Israel. He's a young boy. And God tells Solomon, I'll ask of me what you wish. And what does Solomon ask for? He asked for wisdom, that he might rule his people. And this is what God's responding. He said, wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. He didn't say, hey, go down here and sit 10 years under this guy and then go over here and study this. And then you go over here and you study this. And then you go here and now you have wisdom. You know what he says? Wisdom's granted to you because it comes from God. What does James chapter one tell us? If any of you lack wisdom, what? Let him ask God who what? Gives generously. You know why a lot of times we don't get wisdom? Because we don't really ask for it when we're pursuing it. One of the best things I do in my Bible study is many times is praying and asking God to reveal the truth of that passage to me. We have to ask him. God gives wisdom. This is why wisdom is so precious. This is why wisdom is worth so much because when you receive something from God, it is more precious than anything you can receive here on earth. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? That when you receive wisdom because it comes from God, one of the reasons it's worth so much is because it has come from him and that makes it precious and more valuable than anything I can get on earth. You see, true wisdom is born of God. That's why it tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I'm gonna be talking about that next week. I'm really excited about that, by the way. That the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Nothing you desire can compare to her. Man, I I was really looking at that that whole deal, and I was thinking, man, what do I desire in my life? What do you desire in my life, in your life? Think about it for a moment. What do you desire? You know what this passage says here? Nothing you desire can compare to wisdom. Remember the California gold rush between 1845, 1855? Over 300,000 people and you know, and you're thinking about in those times, they didn't have cars and planes the way we do. 300 people rushed to that gold scene in the hopes of being rich, hopes of finding gold. In fact, city of San Francisco exists today because of the California gold rush. People were selling in from all over the world in the pursuit of gold and to be rich, and many of them died at sea because it was just so difficult for the pursuit of gold and riches. People on the East Coast <laughs> would would get on, instead of going across the United States, would get on a boat, travel down around South America and up to the California shores. It would take about eight months. It was about 20,000 miles. And many of them risking their lives, many of them not making the trip in in order to pursue gold and riches. Think about that. You see, when I thought about that, I was thinking, man, for us as God's people, forget the gold rush. We need a wisdom rush, don't we? The people of God, why? Because wisdom is worth so much. Sign me up for wisdom. Wisdom's calling to each of us as God's people. God's instruction is telling us to listen, to hear, because it's so valuable. The closer you are to God, the more you love God, the more you depend on God, the more you learn from God, the more you are in the Word of God. And the more wisdom naturally flows into your life, the more you pursue him and his instructions, his understanding, the less you walk in darkness and the more you walk in light. Because really the wisdom rush is a gold rush, is a God rush, I'm sorry. Wisdom, pursuing wisdom is pursuing God. Wisdom is so valuable, it's so valuable, it's so important. See, wisdom is not just that it yields a profit, not just that it's precious, but it also gives long life, riches, and honor. That's what it says in verse 16. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honors. Who would not want that? Think about it. Who would not want that? Wisdom. When we consider the value of wisdom, I think sometimes we need to stop and consider how damaging it is to not exercise God's instruction. How many times have we seen families impacted because wisdom wasn't exercised? Drugs or alcohol gets into a family, creates strife, anxiety, and tensions. Inappropriate relationships bring about division and heartache and agony. Mishandling money, how many times it brings in the creditors and it adds stresses on the marriage, on the home. Lack of wisdom and not using wisdom, not understanding God's, God's instruction oftentimes brings about pain and difficulty. Think of the honor that people have forfeited because they did not use wisdom. Wisdom. Think of the wealth that's been squandered because of the lack of wisdom. Think of the damaged reputations because wisdom was not followed. Think of the agony and the pain and the heartache of not using wisdom. Every one of us have experienced that in our own lives as well as seen it in others because we forget the value of wisdom, of God's instruction in our life. We have to, as God's people, Understand the value of wisdom and God's instruction for our lives, and it has to be priority. So when you get wisdom, you experience the blessed life of living under God's rule for our life. Wisdom understands that. Wisdom submits to that. And wisdom leads us into the righteous path that God has for us. What did it say in Psalm 1? That the the way of the righteous, the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Wisdom knows that. Wisdom protects you. It leads you. It leads you down the path of a long life, a life of honor. If you have wisdom and you understand God's instruction in your life, it impacts how you work. It impacts how the things you do in your workplace. It impacts the decisions you make in your business, in your workplace, in your home, in your own free time. It impacts those things and it leads you, it leads you to a long life. It leads you to blessings, it leads you to to riches and, and honor. Wisdom is valuable, it is precious, it is something that we all pursue. So not only is wisdom worth so much because it yields a profit or because it's precious or because it leads to honor but its paths are pleasant too. Look at verse 17. Her ways where wisdom's ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. (laughs) I was thinking about this and I was thinking the way of of the lack of wisdom is dark. It's very hard to see what's coming full of potholes, fallen trees, roots to trip on. There are things that want to devour us, to destroy us, to hurt us. As you walk the path of of no wisdom, you find yourself uneasy, tormented, anxious, insecure, and afraid. Because you're walking your own path. You're ignoring God's instructions but the path of wisdom the path of god's instructions is pleasant it is sunny it's bright it's full of life those scary things they don't scare us peaceful beautiful it's pleasant when we understand when we understand wisdom let me be clear the path of walking without wisdom is much easier. It's much easier, but it's ugly. The path of walking in wisdom is harder and more difficult, but it is pleasant. Why is it pleasant? I thought about this when I, when I was in the hospital. I thought a lot about this. That why is it pleasant, why is it difficult? Remember, wide is the path to destruction and narrow is the path, why? Because it's so much easier for me to just, just to give in and do whatever I feel, whatever I want. And to walk in my own way, my own directions. It takes discipline to hear God's word, to study it and to gather wisdom and to act upon it. When I was in the hospital and I went through that process of thinking, "Am am I any less blessed? And I concluded, no, I'm not. I don't know how to describe the peace that I had and the pure comfort of God. I, I, was, I, I wasn't in a hospital at that moment. It was, like, it was like God just surrounded me and just reminded me of who I am, that I'm his. You see, every breath I take, it's his. I don't know the numbers of my breaths. That I will have. I don't know my steps. I don't know that I walk out and something would happen. I don't, I don't know the outcome sitting there in the hospital. I, I didn't know where I was going with all that. All I knew was the truth of God's peace and his comfort. To rest in that. To trust in his instruction. To trust in his truth. I mean, that's what his word tells us right here in chapter, chapter 3 and verse 5, right? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And then what does it say? Do not lean on your own understanding. Here's this picture again. Are you gonna trust in God's instructions or are you gonna trust in your own? Are you gonna lean on on him or are you gonna lean on your own understanding? And can I be honest with you for a minute? Many of us in this room are leaning on our own understanding. We We need to be rocked a little bit to remember that it's the Lord that we trust. It's him that we depend on. Trust in the Lord and lean not only in on your understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him. And what does it say? We all know this part, right? And, he'll, and, and it says, and he will make straight your paths. That's the part we all want. We just don't necessarily want to trust him. We don't necessarily want to acknowledge him in all of our ways. Then in all of our steps and all of our goings, we bring God into that picture. And we understand his instructions. We understand his word. And if we don't, we pursue it. Because we go and we get wisdom. Because it's easier just to do what I feel in the moment. It's easier for me just to do what I think is right. But adding God's word, it gives us us those things. Because the ways of the God just work. God's ways just work. They just do and wisdom understands that. Wisdom understands that and wisdom leads us in light of that. We will be tempted by many many things in this world, in many different ways, but we as God's people must believe in how how utterly true and satisfying wisdom is when we're walking with our God. Why is wisdom worth so much? Because it yields a profit, it's precious, it leads to honor, and it's pleasant, and the last thing is it's the power of life. Look at verse 18. She, wisdom, is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. That, that idea of the tree of life, it kind of represents this idea of power and vitality in life. It re, wisdom refreshes, it renews. That as we understand God's instructions and we incorporate into our lives, it refreshes us and it renews us in how we live. we live. Maybe you haven't been pursuing wisdom and in God's instruction. It's not too late. It's never too late. It's never too late to pursue his word, to pursue his instruction, to begin to apply it in our life and to refresh our lives and the vitality of our lives. And I think one of the most amazing parts of this passage that drew me to it is look at the very last phrase. It says, those who hold her or hold wisdom fast are what? What? Called bless. You see, the very first word of this section of Scripture back in verse 13 was blessed. The very last word is blessed. And in Bible study methods, we call that bookends. Because everything in between is really talking about what does it look like to be blessed. And it's an understanding of the value of wisdom. Did you hear me today, dear people of God, how important the instruction of the Lord is for our lives? If we want to live a life whereby God approves and says, well done, thy good and faithful servant, we need to understand that his instruction is extremely valuable to our lives. More valuable than anything we can desire. More valuable than gold and silver and jewels. More precious than anything we can gather because it's from him. And it's greater than anything we can gather from this earth. His instruction for us. It gives us life. It gives us honor. It teaches us how to face the things in this world regardless of the chaos, regardless of what's going on around us, and to experience his goodness and his blessing. It was, it was so powerful for me. I thank God for that, for that moment, is how he re- reinforced the truth of his instruction for me in my life. I just want to end real quick here to some practical things I can do right now to have a blessed life, that lead to a blessed life as it regards, relates to wisdom. Next week we're gonna really look at one of the most important things if you ever wanna have wisdom. But just real quick, number one, convince yourself of wisdom, convince yourself of the value of wisdom. If you don't believe wisdom and God's instruction is valuable, it's, nothing else will matter than what we talked about today. You have to settle that in your life To understand the value and the worth of God's instruction for your life. Secondly, you need to pursue it. You need to study wisdom. You need to to make sure you're in you're studying in his word every day, that you're reading it. Read Proverbs. It's just amazing how many things you can learn about wisdom just from Proverbs. But read his word, read his instruction, be involved in it, get a mentor. Get somebody that knows more than you about God's word and study with them. Learn God's word, pursue it, study wisdom. Thirdly, ask for wisdom. God promises to give generously if we ask. Ask him, ask him for wisdom and insight. I prayed for 10 years over, over a passage before I felt like God gave me the answer. I pursued him. I wanted to know what did that mean? before he taught me. I prayed and I pursued. I asked for wisdom. I asked for understanding and I didn't give up and I still do that. Ask God for wisdom. And then lastly, act on wisdom. I guarantee you, you watch this week because I just know that's how God does it sometimes. Guarantee you this week, you're gonna come up in a situation where you're gonna have to make a decision. And one, you know God's instruction, but the other one, you feel like you need to go this way. And you are at a crossroads. Act on wisdom. Begin to act on wisdom. Whether you can see it or understand it, just know that wisdom, God's instruction is true. His ways are right. They work. And act on it. Begin to act in faith, believing those things. I hope today that as we leave, that you were encouraged about wisdom. I'm really excited about some of the things. We're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes which kind of takes another critical look at life. We'll be looking at Job, who was righteous, and all these horrible things happened to him. Why did that happen to the righteous? We'll be looking at that. We're gonna look at Proverbs again next week because we wanna make sure we have an understanding of wisdom as we pursue these things. May God give us insight. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you, and I just pray this morning that, Father, your spirit is moving in our hearts this morning. Father, I've learned over time that, How valuable wisdom really is. Man, I was just reminded of it in the study of this passage. That, Father, wisdom and your instruction, it leads to life. It leads to honor. It leads to all the things we desire, Father. And so many times we push it to the side because it's not necessarily always immediate. It's not kind of an instant gratification, Father. It's a, it's a learning, it's a relationship of understanding your instruction. As a son learns from a father wisdom and instruction and begins to incorporate it in his life, it takes time. It's no different for us, Father, that we need to study your word, incorporate it into our lives, to act upon it, Father, as we begin to understand how your instructions involve and impact our lives. Father, guard our hearts from leaning on our own understanding. For Father, that leads, that leads to all kinds, of, all kinds of issues. But Father, may we learn to trust in you, to grab your word, to depend on you on your instructions. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.